Hello and welcome to the Logcast, the weekly show about all things rare, platonic, and more. I am your host, Jeffrey Perez, and I'm joined this week by our usual co-hosts, uh, Dave and Clay. How you doing, fellas? Hello, hello. Pretty good. Yeah, man. Doing good. Nice, nice. I had one of those mornings where I woke up, looked at the time, I was like, holy crap, I'm late for work. And I started getting my work clothes on. Then I realized it was Saturday. Did you really? Man, I haven't had one of those in like a long time. (laughs) Those are the worst. Yeah. Like ever since I've had a regularly scheduled regular hours job, I haven't had that happen. But when I was in college, that happened a lot. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I must've just been so sleepy that I didn't, I didn't realize what day it was. (laughs) I was like, why didn't my alarm go off? What's going on? Oh no. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you weren't late for work. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't get in the car and start driving because if I hadn't remembered, I might, I could have gotten that far easily. (laughs) (laughs) God, that could have been something. It would have been a good tale to tell, but we're not here to talk about Mm -hmm. missing work. We are here to talk video games and rare and such. So Dave, what have you been playing this week? What have I been playing, you say? I've been playing all the games. By all I mean I three. doubt that. <laughs> three? <laughs> no, nice. I, I have been playing a lot more games this week than previous weeks because um, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy has come out, and I'm a huge fan of uh, Naughty Dog and Uncharted, so I, I typically don't do anything else when a, new, when a Naughty Dog game comes out except play it until completion. So, wow. yeah, that's that's what I did. Nice. I played that till completion. How was it? It was it was really really good. I really liked it. I think it's the probably the best game on PS4. Not that's original. Not counting not counting all the remasters and stuff. Yeah. So still okay. that's, well, that's, that's still pretty high praising. Yeah, that's pretty pretty high up there. I think you've got a little bit of a uh, I don't know what the proper term is, but um, I don't know. I I think Dave's got a very uh, motherly look upon his children when it comes to the uncharted games not saying yeah. that, not saying they're bad games but i don't think dave can see any evil in them and we've been arguing all week about whether you, or not you know, you know what no. clay, you should go back and listen when uncharted 4 came out because me and clay talked about it on or me and kev talked about it on air <laughs> it's like you and clay huh yeah yeah and <laughs> we actually had a lot of criticizations for that one and I still okay did, yeah i remember so. that actually but yeah <laughs> Interesting. I'll have to go back. I probably yeah. won't, but uh, I should do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what else have you been playing, buddy? Um, I've uh, finished off Sonic Mania. By finished off, I mean I just get end credits. Nice. I'm not one of those crazy people who can get all the Chaos Emeralds and medals and stuff. Nah. Yeah. yeah I don't I, that. I'm not that good. So that was another amazing game. There's been so much, so much amazing games this year. I can't even deal with it. It's good to hear you say that because I know you were kind of lukewarm and kind of like, well, there's not a whole lot of new in this, but it's good to hear that you did like it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not perfect. And I I still wish there had been more new zones. Yeah. But they do a good job, especially in like, because each zone has two acts. The second act, they usually go really sort of off the wall with it and be less like the original the first one's more of a tribute to the original level a little bit more so yeah i kind of wish that it all been entirely original but at the same time it was really cool to see what are the really weird remixes they come up with yeah so it's it's definitely one of the all-time best sonic games and it's highly recommended cool 
And um, in addition to that, I've still been... Uh, I've worked on Assassin's Creed Origins for some reason. That's not out yet. Um, Assassin's Creed Rogue, <laughs> I'm still... I, I'm Wishful still playing thinking. through that. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I'm going for... I want to at least get 100% sync on the story missions, so I've been taking my time with it. And oh, yeah. uh, get near the end, have like three or four more missions left, so I might try to finish that off today. Nice. And yeah, that's it. Cool. For... Uh myself i've been playing uh mostly sea of thieves <clears throat> rocket league like usual i did pop in the wind waker earlier this week um xbox live was down for all of tuesday night for me so i literally couldn't get sea of thieves to open because of the xbox live issue it was a like game key verification issue so like no games would open on the xbox mm-hmm. um so i turned on the wii u and uh i did that there's that not endless dungeon but there's that like room to room dungeon on outside island where one of the triforce shards is uh spoiler alert sorry (laughs) for anyone who's whatever that game's been out for 15 years um (laughs) but i i realized i hadn't completed it i hadn't gone past the triforce room um so i went through and and beat that and that is one of my absolute favorite things in any zelda is just that room to room and the combat in that game just makes you feel like a badass and you just annihilate like four dark nuts while two of those toucan ghost guys fly around pretty awesome i have no idea what those characters are called do you guys know do you know what i'm talking about they're like wizard toucans um i i don't know particularly to wind waker because I, I never really got into that one that much i just i played through the basics once and never touched it again. yeah i know what you're, they're called whiz robes oh okay no, wait, no, those. that's... Well, maybe is they that are. the one in the newer... Well, maybe, yeah, they might just be an iteration of those. Yes, because... I think yeah. those are the ones in the new... Right. Zelda that's typically wow. what the, the that enemy has been called in Zelda. I, I okay. don't know if what you're describing in Wind Waker is exactly the same. No, thing, it's... It, it, right. They've just changed it up over all the games. It's looked so different in all the different games. Okay. But yeah, it's definitely a whiz robe. Anyway, Strange. those things are a pain in the ass, especially when you're fighting a Dark Knight, so... Um, hmm. Anyway, yeah. really fun... Uh, and then keeping with the nautical theme, which I just realized, uh, <laughs> played the little mermaid for the regular Nintendo, which is yeah. uh, part of the mouse bites podcast that clay and I are doing. So, um, you can look that up bites being the digital term, not like a mouse eating cheese. Correct. Hence the pun. Anyway, so that's pretty much it for what I've played this week. I'm sure I might've popped in something else at some point, but nothing more significant. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a bad week for video games for me too not bad but just slow uh i started school back up this week and so unfortunately um i don't know my play sessions have just been very scarce and even last night uh my wife was working i was home alone friday night you know i like could have done anything and i kind of sat down and i just stared at my tv and i was like what do i feel like playing right now and like oh I hate that feeling. Like I nothing, me too. nothing was really like sticking out to me. Like oh, I, I have time. Let's play this. Um, I wanted to play Sea of Thieves, but you weren't available, and um, right, nobody else of my friends were playing it, and so it's like ah, I'd already played Sea of Thieves earlier in the week, and so I didn't wasn't really feeling like playing it by myself again, and so yeah. um, so I basically I ended up uh, getting back into Conquer's Bad Fur Day and uh yeah love that game uh for some reason i really enjoy playing that game in the fall i have good memories playing it on rare replay uh last couple years like Mm -hmm. in october for some reason and 
I know we're not totally there yet, but I was like, ah, what the heck, I can get back into it. And so it dropped me back in where I had left off, and it took me a couple minutes to get myself kind of I was like disoriented. I was like, where am I? What, what part am I at? And in fact, I had to ask you, Jeff, for some help because I was like, I don't remember <laughs> yeah. where I need to go. It's dark outside and I can't figure out what I'm supposed to do. Um, so I finally got back on track. And uh, so I'm uh, I'm at the beginning of the spooky chapter. So uh, hopefully going to play some more of that today. Uh, I also played uh, The Little Mermaid for the NES, which was created by Capcom. Um I don't want to get too much into it because we have a whole show to do on that. But, um, you know, for a, for an old retro game about The Little Mermaid, it's not terrible. Um, Agreed. Not as girly I, as you would, you know, you would think. Um, it's a pretty hardcore game as far as gameplay goes. Yeah, it's it's very Capcom for sure. It's Yes. It's basically your Mega Man and or, you know, DuckTales, but underwater, I guess. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good way of describing it. And... I don't know if you guys have played, but there's a Little Mermaid game for the, I think it's Genesis. It might also be on Super. And that one, I think, is like way worse than this one. The swim mechanic in it that. is pretty pretty tough, pretty rough. Okay. But uh, anyway, um, yeah, so it's a kind of a cheap game. So if you're looking for a good old school Disney game, check it out. Uh, not as popular as some of the others, but still pretty good. Um, I also played Sea of Thieves this week. Uh, they were running their big, long alpha. And... Uh, yeah, I had some fun. Uh, me and Jeff got to play for a little bit together. Not terribly long, but um, that was, was not bad. And then I also played yeah. by myself a little bit. I think it was maybe Monday or Tuesday, I think. And um, I got pitted with some guys, and they were talking too much. Like, they were just nonstop uh, chit-chatting. <laughs> and so I kind of got annoyed with them. And I usually try not to be the troll, but I was like, you know what? Screw these guys. So they went <laughs> they went onto an island to get something, and I just took off with the ship. And then uh, one of them spawned back to the ship, and then I just I abandoned my ship, swam to an island, and then I remained on that island for at least an hour, uh, kind of marooned <laughs> nice. myself, and uh, just hung out. And then and then I got tired, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna call it a night. So did, did that. Did you find a soccer ball and name it uh, Wilson? I wish that'd be awesome if they had a little Easter egg like that. <laughs> um, no, but I hopefully one day they'll if they do create you know character uh, creation for this game, I totally want to make myself look like a really old dude with like ratty clothes and a long like gray beard if that's an option. I just want to nice. look like this super old little like guy, and then I can just run around and talk in the old prospector voice. That would be awesome. That's my dream. Based on the uh, the thing they teased at Comic Con, I think that that may be an option. So okay, the uh, the IPG that they called it and wouldn't tell us what that meant. But uh, yeah, yeah. But whether or not they'll let you be an old little like gray bearded old man, I guess we'll see. But yeah, that's that's my dream. Looks promising. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. And then lastly, I played Sonic Mania. I'm not as far because I originally was playing it on the Xbox and then I picked it up for the switch and so i started over and now i'm playing through the levels again so i'm a little you know kind of retracing my steps i guess which is i do not suggest doing for any game it's kind of the worst when you start a game then you're like all right i'm gonna start over and but it's still a great game i really like it and it's pretty great on the switch so highly recommend it nice the end the end all righty well with that we will hop on into the news of the week 
Alrighty, so most of the news this week centers around Sea of Thieves at Gamescom. Uh, I'll start off with the first news topic, which is the announcement on, I guess it was Sunday, of the Xbox. It wasn't really a briefing, it was kind of a Xbox show at Gamescom. And uh, I believe it was Joe Neat and Ted Timmons went on there to confirm that crossplay between the Xbox One and PC versions of the game is officially a confirmed feature. It had previously just been something they'd talked about testing and wanting to do, but they weren't sure if it would give an advantage or anything like that, but they uh, they did officially confirm that, so that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's pretty cool, actually. I'm, uh, I don't own a PC, but it's still exciting, I think. So, I, yeah. I mean, obviously it's going to open up and give us even more people to play with. And, exactly. Um, there's a couple of other benefits, but I don't want to hog the spotlight. I don't know if any of you guys had any other thoughts, but well, it, it, it'll be good for you know keeping a player count up. So yeah. it's always a good thing. Yep, I think more, that that's it up to more huge, mm-hmm. and not you know having the same version on both platforms at all times, kind of like Rocket League, is is only going to help it and you don't end up with a fractured uh community that you know like minecraft for a long time the pc version was far superior to the console version they're just now getting close to parity right um and it just you know it was one of those things where the, the pc people were like oh yeah well look at you with horses i've had that for six <coughs> months or whatever right so I, th- I think it's great and uh only beneficial to them and i and because it's not a twitch shooter and you know, there's just there's no reason, in my opinion, for it not to be crossplay, and so I'm glad it, glad they saw that too, and and it worked out with the metrics, right? And then so. another thing that we had discussed this week when they announced it was, hey, this this could actually be the most realistic way to kind of have your own couch co-op, I guess is what you yeah, could call it. Good, good call. Um, yeah. and so because realistically we're probably all not going to go out and buy another xbox to be able to play with friends you know spouses right, whatever home yeah as much as i want to buy that freaking minecraft xbox that just came out or they just right. announced i would i would love <laughs> to have that and the one i have now and be able to do this so maybe we'll see but realistically someone might have you know their xbox and a computer that they could mm-hmm. you know play and so you could have you know one on one one on the other and be in the same room or same house, whatever, and be able to work together. So I guess totally. that's probably the closest we'll get to, um, you know, having couch co-op or split screen or whatever. Because I think as far as we know, we haven't heard anything saying that there will be. I don't remember if there's... They officially confirmed that it's not. So, yeah. Okay. So have, that's the closest it's going to get. they said whether it's going to be cross by as well the cross play oh, you can only it, yeah cross that that was confirmed last year okay. xbox play yeah all right so that was so that see that's what threw me off because i was like i could have sworn that cross play had already been confirmed when that happened a lot of people the confuse the two of those right like, the branding behind it from xbox is not very clear which is unfortunate um so yeah no it's to- totally that's a lot of people thought that already see because i could totally i mean i have a decent laptop um 17 inch I could totally hook that up for someone else. Nice Even game. just, you know, throw them the extra Xbox controller since, yeah. you know, you can just sync them right to computers now. And, you know, you just literally have, you know, one person, of course, would have a huge TV, which would, wouldn't be fair. But, you know, still, you know, yeah. it, it makes it possible. It's definitely a lot better than doing it on, like, say, how the Wii U did it with that tiny little yeah. sub-HD screen. So, yeah, that's an option. So yeah, no, that's, I'm just hoping that's the system requirements aren't too out there. 
They they're saying they're getting pretty low system spec. They haven't officially given any details, but yeah. it sounds like it, it's promising. Yeah, I would think so. I don't see. I mean, it looks really nice, but a lot of it, you know, I don't see like five thousand shaders or things like that. That there's not that, but there's a lot of physics happening in that game. Yeah, so, the hardest anyway. thing looks like it's gonna be like you know just the physics and CPU calculations and lighting GPU effects, calculations yeah. and stuff like that. Which as long as you don't have a whole bunch of really graphic intense otherwise i don't see why it couldn't be possible dave did, totally. did you notice that you say calculations weird calculations calculations and emulation emulator <laughs> emulator, emulator. <laughs> um, it's okay <laughs> sorry i just had to point it out because it makes me chuckle i, I love that okay. about you dave sorry that's, that's cool i'm not pointing out your flaws <laughs> i'm pointing out your perfections <laughs> things that make you you yes i i am the master of the english language <laughs> i'm um, sure laura made fun of you for that on the april fool's episode actually oh, probably yeah that was <laughs> that was awesome um so along with this crossplay confirmed they also posted a video this week um I don't. Yeah. Know, what's what was the official title of those? Is are those tavern talks or is that just the podcast? Inside story. Inside story. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, where they were kind of talking about the crossplay thing, and they mentioned having hopefully adding some kind of like fun fader things where you could like turn off fish or. Yeah, was, that was interesting. What was the other one he said? I can't remember. But then they yeah. they also talked about the I don't know what the official terms for these are, but when you go into the menu and you can uh, you can like pick how essentially graphic, the presets yeah the presets yeah. the graphic intensity and they had like yeah. different names for them i think the lowest one was like cursed, cursed. and the yeah. the top couple were like legendary and mythical or something yep and so i think one of them was like rare wasn't it yeah it literally matches the names of the chests in the game so, oh. and, and their quality their visual quality so yeah. it's actually a cool callback to that that's pretty dope i like that yeah um, I, I like that too so yeah, that's a rare touch. It's a nice little touch, know. yeah. Um, so yeah, if you haven't checked out that video, definitely give it a look. Um, the other question I had for you guys on this topic, Jeff kind of already hit on it. This isn't, you know, this isn't a Twitch shooter kind of thing where you need these super fast reflexes that only like a, a mouse could give you. Can you guys think of any other things or uh, mechanics or whatever in this game that? might benefit from you know mouse and keyboard over having a controller or do you think most people will play this on a pc with like an xbox controller i i think people will play mouse and keyboard like most people who are pc gamers will right um i don't know that there's really any benefit though like it's without the twitch shooting you might get a little bit better kills and aiming and stuff it depends on what settings they have like pc gamers are all about like the field of view slider a lot of times they'll they think that it's not enough so they'll slide that way up so they can sort of see more so that's something that could be theoretically you could you know go above the, whatever the frame rate is going to be on the current one if you have a good enough rig huh. things like that and they'd be able to see further see ships further out <laughs> so, yeah some create some probably better draw distances some crazy person with like who's like I don't even know if 8K monitors are a thing, but I'm saying if there's an 8K monitor, I'm sure some I feel like crazy I heard that there are. <laughs> there used to not be because um, you know Linux Tech Tips actually did it a 8K episode once, and then they they he put four 4K monitors together to make an 8K monitor, and it was a big deal. Wow. <laughs> so, 
which is also possible. He also did 16K with like eight 4K monitors once. Jeez. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like the draw, like the being able to see ships from far away is already pretty much perfected in the xbox version yeah. if you ask me i feel like they've optimized that yeah. like i don't i don't know how you could see any further but i i guess maybe you could it would be perhaps yeah but i feel yeah, like they and, and i feel like they can't give an edge to people you can't let them right. increase their draw distance just because they can like it that's a tactical advantage and i don't think you want that right i doubt they would but yeah i don't i don't either yeah, i don't i don't think the pacific settings have really been confirmed about what you're going to be able to do the pacific no. but the the specific ones have not either. <laughs> the Atlantic ones maybe. It's it was a good that was a good nautical pun. Yeah, I, I liked it. Good job, Dave. That totally was a pun and not being <laughs> failing at the English language again. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I mean last thought on draw distance or whatever. I feel like the human eye can only go so far, see so far and I think yeah. they've like got that kind of down cuz this is supposed to be more realistic. And so I feel like where they have it now is pretty much what you would see if it was real. So I feel like if you took it much further, it would just be yeah, unrealistic, you know. But it'll be a certain because it's a lot of it's just the oxygen and the air builds up, so it makes everything bluer and bluer. Exactly. It's not so. Yeah. Science. <laughs> Woo. Mm-hmm. Science. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all I had to say about the crossplay thing. I just thought I'd mention it. Um, I can talk about the next uh, next point. Uh, I kind of mentioned it earlier when we were talking about what we've been playing, but uh, this week, mm-hmm. uh, Sea of Thieves opened up an alpha for the entire week, um, yeah. which is pretty great. Unfortunately, our weeks have been pretty busy, but um, it sounds like me and Jeff have still had the opportunity to get in there and, and play around, uh, quite a few rounds. And uh, yep. When is it close again? Do you guys remember? Um, uh, it's tomorrow, yeah, which Sunday. for those listening, it'll be the 27th at 8 a.m. Uh, British Standard Time yes. or British Summer Time. So yeah, so if you're that. listening to this as soon as it goes up, you pro- assuming something happens, I don't get it up late. You can probably still play. <laughs> yes. But if not, I mean, it was what was that? calculate out to it's 24 times five so 120 consecutive hours yeah which their previous one was the longest one was 24 hours so it was pretty sweet that they tried it and as far as i can tell it never failed um during e3 they had to cancel a session because uh just some uh whatever server issues etc but this one the only issue was the xbox live one which really was out of their control and people who were already logged in like clay was uh were able to stay on so yeah so so random i i felt not worthy that i was on but you couldn't get on i was like oh dude (laughs) i would totally give up my online ability to give it to you but i could not no so it's okay (laughs) yeah I wouldn't have gotten that awesome Wind Waker time in. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I would have been on, but then I was playing Uncharted all week. Fair so. enough. I like I'm how sorry. I like how Jeff couldn't get on, so he's like, uh, I'm gonna play Wind Waker because you get to get on a boat in this one. It's, it's basic pirates. basically the <laughs> it's same the thing. thing. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, guess I would think like well, Black, Flag Black Flag or something Flag. would be a closer approximate. Well, definitely. I could have put my Xbox into offline mode and launched Black Flag, but at that point, I just was... He was I mad. Really want to... You're like, yeah. stupid Xbox. <laughs> stupid. No, I feel like there was a reason I put in Wind Waker, but I couldn't even tell you what that was. So, huh. anyway. Uh, oh, I played the the Battleship minigame that's on Windfall Island, 
with the curse bluge guy. Nice. And I had never gotten the piece of heart from that, so I did that. And that was pretty sweet. <laughs> Very cool. nice. You know. Congratulations on the heart. Thanks, man. All right. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, next thing I can actually talk a little bit about, I think, and unless, Dave, you want to talk about any of these. I know um, that you've been less involved. I know that there was mixer streams, but I, I didn't actually watch them. Okay. There were all week. Um, there were several each day, and uh, they would kind of be on the hour every hour for, from I want to say it was like 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. So whatever that calculates out to the rest of the world. Um, and it would mostly be uh, a couple of Sea of Thieves devs from Rare, and then a couple of insiders who were at Gamescom, just uh, got to go in and play with them. Occasionally it would be all rare devs, and occasionally it would be just uh, insiders. But uh, it was it was pretty cool, and they'd play for fifty minutes, five zero, and uh, pretty much just going through what the technical alpha players were going through. It was connected to the live technical alpha servers, as it was during E three, and uh, I tried to pop in when I could, as much as I could, and it was really funny during a stream yesterday. Uh, Craig Duncan and studio head at Rare and Joni, executive producer of Sea of Thieves, were playing with two devs from 343 Industries, the creators of Halo, uh, or the current the current stewards of the Halo license, I guess. Yes. Um, creators of the most recent versions of Halo is a good way to put it. Um, they were playing together, and I was not playing, but they thought that I had been on their server and that they had killed me and stolen my... Uh, chest and so craig kept apologizing <laughs> profusely throughout the stream he's like jeff i feel so bad <laughs> i was in the chat and i was like guys it wasn't me i swear <laughs> and i think everybody thinks i was trolling them because they think that i was just too embarrassed that i got killed right but, of course oh you well were. yeah right jeff this, this story is, is very likely earlier, what if someone just hacked your account and was playing on <laughs> right someone who was really desperate to get violating the, NDA. God, <laughs> the alpha sounds like something um, that kev would do yeah <laughs> so that was pretty funny um and literally as of five minutes ago i was just made a mod for the sea of thieves mixer stream so that was pretty exciting nice news. that's breaking exciting news. whoa yeah. breaking news congratulations <laughs> jeff oh thank you guys he's gonna no, ban us all right. banned right. i'm gonna go over there and start causing trouble i'm just gonna post a bunch of poop emojis over and over Bam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, pretty cool that they've been using Mixer. We did, uh, I didn't mention also they were co-streaming, which uh, is where four screens are shown at once in one stream. So that was pretty cool. One of the new Mixer features from E3. Nice. Cool, cool. And next next <laughs> dave you next. want to take this one yeah there's a there's a ukulele um giveaway um if you did not have a chance and or like five or six hundred dollars um there uh, platonic games is giving away a copy of the n64 edition of ukulele but you know just to be clear it's not a real n64 game it's just a cartridge with like a flash stick inside it but it's still awesome and i want it just to have it but yeah alas. it's interesting because i don't <laughs> think that there probably won't be any more of these ever either created or given away i mean they might give more away but there really is no way to get one now you know after kickstarter right they kind of you know this is the only way that we know that you can get one 
unless you make your own. They're super expensive to make because they they basically had to contact another company who, like, I guess you know, requisitions old cartridges and stuff. Yeah. So chances are, it's like some old copy of Madden '64 hollowed out with a new sticker put on it. Right. Exactly. But. Yep. Yeah, I entered. I really hope to get it, but last I checked, there was like. 30,000 retweets or something ridiculous. I can't remember what it was, but mm-hmm. it was pretty high up there. So I think a lot of people are hoping to get their hands on it. So yeah, if you're interested, go over to Playtonic's uh, Twitter. Uh, I don't, I think it's got a little time left before. Didn't you guys say like Monday yeah, or something? I think, I think it says it closes Monday. So if you listen to this on Sunday, hopefully you'll have time to go check yeah. that out if you haven't. Get, get, get on it quick. Yep, definitely. Ah. <sighs> And then what? What's our uh, last news of the the week here, guys? Well, our, our last news kind of ties into our uh, main topic, and Goldeneye just just turned twenty years old. Holy crap! Yeah, next year Goldeneye can drink. Yay! <laughs> Except it's British, so it can drink already. Oh, that's true. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's really exciting and a and a good segue into our main topic. So yeah, as we just mentioned, GoldenEye is now officially a 20-year-old video game, which is just mind-blowing. I mean, if you just think like, okay, it came out in 1997, what was 20 years old in 1997? Like, Pong? Like, uh, holy crap. Pong, Pong was, not, was not created in 1997. I said, what was 20 years old yeah. in 1997? Oh! <laughs> My bad. I, I said, well, just looking at a 20-year-old game... As we're doing, right. what would have been a twenty-year-old game in nineteen? Star Wars was twenty years old in nineteen ninety-seven. That is also true. Yes, weird. very weird. Uh, Princess Diana died in nineteen ninety-seven. That happened. Yeah, she did. Then. Like, pretty much the end of August, wasn't it? Anyway, yeah, right around the same time that Goldeneye came out, which is a sad thing. Um, but yeah, so Goldeneye launched i think it launched in japan at the beginning of that same week and then came out stateside and in europe uh on the 25th and uh, the rest is kind of history it was a slow burner that didn't sell super well that first little bit but i mean word of mouth it spread especially across like college campuses universities and uh it just kept selling and selling and eventually reached uh do do you guys know the number was it eight million seven million I want to say eight. I'm not sure. I remember hearing that it like made more money than the actual movie. <laughs> that, <laughs> I'm not sure that. if that's That'd true be interesting. or not. But I I'm going to look that. that up right now. You guys keep going. Okay. Um, yeah. I was trying to look myself, actually. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No. Everyone stop Googling. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> Get off your computers. No, actually. Yeah. <laughs> 8.09 8. million there it is. sold. Okay. Yeah. So let's go, let's see, 8.09, and we'll average that those were, what, 50 or 60? 60. Say Say 60. Um, $485 million. Okay. Let's see what the box office was. GoldenEye box office total. $355 million. So, yeah, the game made more money, technically, than the movie. Oh, snap. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah 
That's crazy. I mean, that's assuming that the price was that, but I mean, that's right. not counting used copies. So yeah, it's got to be close to that. Interesting. Yeah. Um, actually, well, the last few were probably Player's Choice Million Sellers, which went for twenty or forty. Right. Anyway, whatever. It, it obviously made almost as much or more than the movie, which is incredible. Did you guys know when that? Does mo- that ever happen? <laughs> yeah. Right. Did you guys know that movie tickets were four dollars and fifty nine cents in nineteen ninety seven? That's ridiculous. How much were they in 1995? That's depressing. Movie came uh, hold on. Yeah, I can do that too. Um, okay. Yeah, let's see. Local. That's God. That's not fair. My my local theater still does matinees for five fifty. Yeah, we have. Special. Uh, what is it called? Something like Cheapskate Tuesdays or something, where mm. they're six dollars. <laughs> six dollars is cheapskate. What the heck, man? What the know. heck? <laughs> Hashtag inflation sucks. Um, any luck there, Clay? No, the, the website I'm on didn't have the movie ticket price for 1995 for some reason. Um, That's okay. We'll say it was four dollars and twenty-five cents. Four thirty-five. I found it. You were close. So oh, I was close. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, <laughs> you sell something for four thirty-five and you sell something for sixty, you're going to get some discrepancies. But <laughs> still, it's a testament to the game. Yeah, definitely. Awesome it was. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how do we want to start this? We want to talk a little bit about our earliest memories of when it first launched. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. That's the thing. Okay, um, Dave, why don't we start with you? I know you love Goldeneye. I know we yeah. love Goldeneye. Okay. But uh, <laughs> talk about. Let's just let's hear about kind of your you first being aware of it. You know, and obviously, I'm assuming you're already a rare fan at that point. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think I was as as much aware of what where was an extent i just i knew the i definitely knew the logo and i i knew that you know what it meant as far as quality mm-hmm. um i'm trying to remember when my first exposure to it was okay it might have been the promotional mailing for it um there was they, i don't think they did a videotape but there was a pretty substantial uh, packet they mailed out and it was in like the form of like a dossier so you got this little like dossier in the mail nice. and had like all this promotional information about it I think that was my first time I was aware of it. I might have seen like something of it on the internet, but I probably, because it was a licensed game, I might not have looked too closely at it. Interesting. Uh, the first time I played it was at a Toys R Us display because that used to be my thing. You know, <laughs> oh yeah, Toys yeah, R Us me too. Playing the displays, they used to have such elaborate ones. You could like, like push the button of the game box, and it would give you like the trailer and stuff. <sighs> That's so cool. Yeah. Those are awesome. One, I think I was living in Idaho at the time, but I know the one there had like like at least six N64s all in like a line. Oh, you mean like Ye- actual stations? Yeah, Ours did not. actual stations. Yeah, they Ours put them Saturn. up. They put them up right when Amari, like when N64 first came out, just so like nice. tons of people could come and play them. And they kept them there until the Dreamcast came out. Then they took them down and put in Dreamcasts. And honestly, wow. at that point... I just think I stopped going because I was getting older and I didn't want to always go to Toys R Us. But yeah. case in point, yeah, they had a whole bunch of them with Goldeneye on it and I finally got a chance to play it and I was like blown away. I remember playing, I played the, I didn't play the dam first because for whatever reason I played, I played Facility first. So my first time playing it was actually going through that grating, dropping down in the toilet, shooting the guard in the head. And I was like, oh my gosh, this game is awesome. <laughs> and Sweet. Yeah. I, I somehow convinced my mom to buy it for my birthday, even though, you know, 
And about uh, how old were you at much, that time? Um, what birthday would that have been? Like 11, 12? Math. Yeah, I, I feel like I was 12 or 13. Like, I can't remember my exact age, but... <laughs> well, how old are you was, now? <laughs> I'm 31. Oh. So it was 20 That's... years ago, so <laughs> you would have been... My birthday is October 2nd. So that would have been your 12th birthday then? (laughs) Yeah. We can have math. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) He has math. So, yeah, but basically I didn't get that many. I was pretty much, I I was raised in like an E-rated, G-rated only household. (laughs) So it it took a little convincing, I remember, but I'm glad I got it. And it was, it blew me away. Nice, dude. And changed my life. Yep. (laughs) Clay, what was your kind of early days with GoldenEye. All right. Well, like, um, let's see. When this game came out, I was nine years old. So oh, uh, we, we were pretty heavily into the N64, I think, by this point. Um, owned one. So I don't know if, I, if we even got it within the first year. Unfortunately, my memory is not as good uh, in those years. But um, we definitely did get it. I don't ever remember having like a box for it. So I assume back in those days, my parents mostly bought things used which is why we didn't really have a whole lot of boxes for these games. It was mostly just mm. they'd come home with the cartridge and we didn't care. Yeah. We're like, oh, cool, sweet. Um, nice. So uh, I don't, I can't even remember specifically like us getting it. Uh, I just remember like the first memories I have with it is playing with my siblings. Uh, I had, I have two younger brothers. And so uh, that's why the N64 was so great for us coming out of the Super Nintendo is, hey, we can all play at the same time. And so it was very rare that I got to play the single player stuff. Um, You'd have to get up early on Saturday or something and beat your brothers, my brothers down to, you know, the system if I wanted to do that. So, um, but yeah, really my, my big memories there is just playing tons and tons of multiplayer um, with them and just killing each other and having to make rules that you can't play as odd job and like it was just it was a really intense and fun thing that we would do um i do remember some of the um hype leading up to it so i think once we did finally get a hold of it i was pretty aware that it was you know quality so that that's what makes me think that i probably didn't get it like immediately it was something that i got later on because i had already caught word that like this was pretty sweet um I don't know if I'd played a lot of first-person shooters up to this point, so this was kind of one of the bigger uh, games for me, like kind of an introductory to first-person shooters. I may have played some before this, but um, none I don't think I enjoyed as much as this. So this was kind of an eye-opener for me. And uh, also, like Dave, uh, my parents were pretty strict about what we played and what things were rated, so... um, I'm so thankful that Rare, you know, pushed hard to make this, uh, I assume they pushed hard uh, to make it teen and not mature, and because uh, I never got to play Perfect Dark for that reason, and so, um, yeah, so we were able to get this one, my parents didn't care, they're like, yeah, okay, cool, it says teen on it, that's fine, yeah, um, so yeah, that was kind of it, not not a, like a really great story, but I definitely had it, and we, we loved it, and more more multiplayer than single player, but yeah nice yeah for uh for myself i i remember i don't remember it coming out and it was one of those things where i didn't have an n64 yet my buddy jason who lived about a block away who i've talked about before is the one that i rented banjo kazooie with um the following year but he had gotten an n64 uh christmas of 96 so he he'd gotten one pretty early 
and he was the one who kind of i think he rented it from blockbuster and i i went over for like a slumber party whatever i was in sixth grade um and we played it like all night long like we just um we set up like we got the cardboard boxes to to cut the screen in half and um like <laughs> oh, wow. i mean we went hardcore just right off the bat which is funny because it's it's like a joke now with like the four the kind of like the x through the screen with like cardboard i, I um, didn't know people actually did that i thought that was a myth no like competitive <laughs> multiplayer people <laughs> would totally do that <laughs> um i don't know how widespread but yeah I, I knew people that did it and i and me and my friends did it um but I remember like playing it a little bit and it was just this one night and then like he'd only rented it. He rarely bought games. He owned uh, like Donkey Kong Country 2 and that's how I first played that also is by borrowing it from him. But he mostly just rented. Uh, so after he gave it back to Blockbuster, I was just like obsessed with this game and like I still didn't have it in 64. Um, and so I was spending the night at another friend's house, Matt, like a couple weeks later maybe. And we called every blockbuster in the area to try and rent it that night and nobody had it in stock. And so we were like, well, maybe we can go buy it. So we called like Toys R Us and we called, I think probably Walmart and some other places. Nobody had a copy in stock. This is probably September of 97, maybe October. And it was just like, the game was impossible to find. Um, wow. And yeah, it was just, it was mind blowing. And so it was just like, almost like a drug like i wanted a golden eye fix and um back to my friend jason in november he had a his birthday party and it was like spy themed and we played golden eye and it was it was really fun um but yeah those are that's kind of like my, my earliest impression and you know at that point i knew the rare logo well um from the super nintendo games uh and again my friend jason had rented blast core so i'd played that a little bit um and so yeah, it was just it. It was had had Donkey Kong not cemented my love for Rare Golden Eye, just reinforced it as like, oh yeah, they know what they're doing, and this is the seal of quality. That was kind of that moment for me. Like, oh yeah, everything they touch is gold or golden mm-hmm. or golden. Oh, 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 That's why it's got that golden logo. Boom! Player's choice. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of where we all came from with Golden Eye. Um, let's maybe talk a little bit about the games that came after we, we've done a spotlight on golden eye and if you want to go back to season two yeah yeah i think um, it's season two episodes nine and ten but i could be wrong i was gonna say it was it was like april ish anyway um you'll you'll find them if you go and look i promise uh but so if you want to hear more about the game itself uh what we want to talk about in this episode i think a lot is the legacy that it left um, and, and I think we can kind of just jump into that with the games that kind of followed it immediately and, and the ones that had its name down the road that maybe weren't exactly true spiritual successors. <laughs> um, do you want to jump into the immediate successor, the, the Game Boy, whatever you want to jump into? Sure, Dave, yeah, yeah. That? that was, it came out in like 1998, so it was right after. I think that was also, as far as I know, I think that's the only other James Bond game published by Nintendo. Probably. So I think it's kind of unique in that regard. So I yeah. remember I kind of thought, like, oh my gosh, this is the portable version of GoldenEye. <laughs> Though right. it really wasn't that at all, but I remember getting excited about it because that's what I thought it was. Gotcha. Um, it's been a while since I've played it, but I'm, it almost it's top-down, so it almost feels more like a Zelda-type thing. 
It's 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 a very unique game. Did I don't you, think it's bad at all. Did you ever and, play Perfect Dark for Game Boy? Is it similar to that? Because that was uh, Game Boy down. Color. Uh, no, yeah. it's not like Perfect Dark Game Boy Color at all. Okay, it must be good then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, Perfect Dark Game Boy Color is terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, I might just be looking back at it through rose colored. I liked it as a kid for nostalgia, but I I remember I did enjoy uh, James Bond 007 for Game Boy for what it was. I remember okay. it being very hard though, but. It, it feels a little bit more like a game Nintendo would publish, if that makes any sense. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't totally feel does. like a licensed... Do we know like who did develop movie. that version, the Game Boy one? Um, I don't remember the name of the company. Oh, actually, I think that's in our doc right here. I just have to zoom in because I can't read it. Fair okay. enough. Oh, shoot. Uh, it looks like it says selfie. What does that say? It's uh, Sapphire. 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 <laughs> I am not familiar with them at all. Me neither. And sorry, I messed up the formatting. You did. Yeah. There it is. My bad. <laughs> anyway. Uh, God. <laughs> abort, Please abort. broke our document. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's all right. Don't let me touch the buttons. <laughs> it's fine. Just leave it. All right. So Sapphire developed that. I have no idea who they are or what else they've done. Um, but in addition to that, after the N64 version, there was... Um, Rare decided not to follow up, as we all know. They decided to do Perfect Dark. So a different developer, um, I believe this is Eurocom, uh, developed The World Is Not Enough, another first-person shooter for the N64, um, because Tomorrow Never Dies was done only for the PlayStation by another studio, which so doesn't really have the GoldenEye legacy. Um, Clay, did you play The World Is Not Enough on N64? Uh, I own it. I don't think I've played it, and if I have, it's been a long time. Uh, okay. I was I was just looking at screenshots of it and I was like, yeah, I don't know if I've played this, so okay, yeah, shame on me, it. but not yet. So, yeah, it, it doesn't come anywhere near close to the glory of Goldeneye. However, I do think it's still like the best shot sense. Yeah, Eurocom was a great studio. Like, I'm kind of sad that they're not around, yeah. but they they the games they made usually were really good. So yeah, um, I need to pick that one up. I've always wanted to try it. Um, yeah, at I that point, a, it was one of the last N64 games I ever bought, if I remember right. Okay. Before, actually, I think I bought it when I had a GameCube, but I ended up, <laughs> I think I ended up buying more N64 games when I had a GameCube than GameCube games, <laughs> to be honest, because I was never super into the GameCube. But mm. I remember picking that up and really liking it because I really wanted anything connected to Rare, and like this is the closest thing to a sequel to GoldenEye. It's kind of connected. I want it. I must yeah. own it. All right. So I have a question. Was two thousand. I have a question for you guys. I can't remember which it is. I'm pretty sure it's either Night... It might be Nightfire I'm thinking of. Uh, I might be getting ahead of myself. Um, okay. Never mind. I'll shut up. I'll I'll figure it out oh. as we go along. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking of a game and I'm um, trying to remember which one it is. That's all. So. No, let's, let's, let's say it. Say it. It's okay. There's, um, a, there's a game I played on PS2. It might be Nightfire mm-hmm. where you have this like controllable rocket that you can shoot and you can like fly it around and then land it like hit somebody with it and there was like an open snow level in multiplayer that you could there was like a snow lift or like a ski lift or whatever Is anybody yes yeah that sounds like nightfire might be nightfire there was a um, weapon in multiplayer yeah. where you could like control yeah. a it was rocket like the slayer from I perfect never Dark. even touched that one I yeah did play agent under fire a little bit right I yeah i did not like agent under fire so i stopped after like the first level what um, you I guys did, didn't did like compl- agent under fire that game is I awesome night fire really I, I i didn't dislike it i just never the, owned it it always, always bothered me the bullets felt slow and they were like these bright yellow dots that flew across the screen it was really 
Dude, I, I think that it. that's my favorite Bond game post Goldeneye is is that one on the PS2. It looked so good. I thought the the gameplay was really good on it. Ah, that's that's disappointing. Okay, but that's so. I mean, that's that came out a year after the World's Not Enough. So World's Not Enough came out two thousand, so three years after Goldeneye was really trying to copy Goldeneye's formula and. I have no idea if it succeeded or not. It seems like, in general, it gets favorable reviews, but just not quite as good as GoldenEye. Um, yeah. Agent Under Fire, basically, same thing, but with Twin Stick and on the next gen, which was GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox. Um, Correct. I think that's so, what threw me off at the time, was the Twin Stick. Because I was so set my C button strafing, that I was like, what's this? It what, took me a while. I used to nonsense. actually change the... Because they, they would always include a GoldenEye control scheme so you could oh, yeah. strafe left right stick and then you know basically mimic the c buttons but with a stick and yeah, i used to when play when i first played uh time, time splitters 2 at a, yeah. at a store display for X, original xbox i mapped all the face buttons to be the same as the c buttons same i, I did too <laughs> uh, i i used the stick i didn't map the the face buttons but yeah i i totally i didn't do the twin stick like left is your body right is your head like i just Copy like who does that what is this this makes sense and now it's like standard right no, yeah i can i i can go back to an n64 controller but like if i try to do those same settings and say like the perfect dark port on xbox 360 mm-hmm. like it just doesn't work right you guys should so. seriously go back and try agent under fire i like okay. i really I own it i'll i'll put it in again, yeah do I'm it sure. i i don't know if i own it but if not i want to go buy it because just okay. looking at footage of it i'm like i miss this game this game was good I'm really sad that probably licensing issues are probably going to keep a lot of these from coming Most to the of, original Xbox PC. Yeah, because yeah, I, I really want I, I really want to play them. <laughs> There's so many licensed original Xbox games that I've never got to play, and I would love it if yeah. I could. On the plus side, I mean, Goodwill sells Xboxes for like ten bucks or twenty bucks. So yeah, that's true. You can do games, it. Are, games are and even cheaper. Composite. I, just, I, I wanted out. to go through a proper like digital connection to my eh, TV. Sometimes you just gotta bite the bullet. <laughs> Come on, Dave. God. <laughs> Jeff, I do. That's anyway, true. I, I Jeff, think I do the see Xbox you. Actually, go ahead. Is pretty easy to convert to a proper. Symbol it should be. It's, yeah. No, I was. Yeah, I have to look into it. I was gonna say, Jeff, I see what you mean about the bullets, though. It is kind of weird looking at it now. It, it's yeah, and maybe just at the time I was again still in Goldeneye as King mode, and I just I. <laughs> didn't give it the chance it deserved probably but it just felt yeah. slow and sluggish to me mm. i don't know, i remember the first time i played halo i'm like this is just a crappy perfect same. dark ripoff perfect oh, dark's yeah. king yep same <laughs> um nightfire they fixed a lot of those issues it was uh, i think those were both under the same developer i could be wrong um and i really liked nightfire i know that they had the need for speed team do the driving levels which is kind of cool at the time that was kind of a new thing to have studios collaborate like that right or so it seemed um, but I remember them making a big deal about that in uh, Nintendo Power issue. Did it, either of you guys play 007 Racing? No, I did not have a PlayStation. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I actually think my wife has because she's mentioned it before. Really? Nice. That's funny. That's cool. She's played one of them. Yeah, she's played, she used to play some of the old Bond games, some that I haven't even played, and she references them sometimes. I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. I know. I need. To, I really. I, I love James Bond, and I want to own more of these old games. Definitely. But yeah, stupid licensing, keeping things from you know being re-released. Yeah. Um. 
So did we get to everything or nothing yet? I, I, I'm not sure where we no. were at. Okay. We're, we're at Nightfire, so I don't even know what Hover Chase is. So let's just do everything or nothing. Cool. I love this game. Uh, Me too. That is my favorite post yes. Golden Eye Bond okay. game. Okay. That's the one that's not, that's third person. Third right. person has like Shannon Elizabeth and Willem Dafoe and like tons of celebrities. Oh, Judy Dench is in it. Yeah. Uh, it was the first one that Pierce I Brosnan never even was interested in that one just because it wasn't first that's person. Right. I was like, that's blasphemy. Oh, Bro, Bonds it's such a fun push. game. It is. Did you have it on <laughs> GameCube? It is. I just didn't. Yeah, I had it on GameCube. It's because they weren't trying to copy Goldeneye. They did something original, and it works so well. Yeah, it's not a perfect game. I mean, it's it's a little glitchy, but in general, it's really awesome. Yeah, for a third-person shooter at at this point in time, I think they freaking nailed it. Like, yep. Yeah, I love this game. If you Absolutely. haven't played the it, the gadgets definitely are really cool. Check it the, out. The spider sense or whatever the bond sense. Yeah. Yeah, great game, Dave. Highly recommend it. Double O sense. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, it's weird to me just looking at the timeline, like how close together these all. Because, like, I don't know. Back then, I'd say like 2005 and earlier, it felt like forever between games, and like two or three years in the games industry felt like an eternity. Whereas now, it's like we've been sitting on Sea of Thieves for two and a half years or whatever at this point or two years and two months and it doesn't feel like that long but yeah you know the fact that the golden eye rogue agent announcement happened you know in 2004 it looks like because that's when it came out um right that's just mind-blowing to me because it was such a big deal you know to use the golden eye name again and yada yada it was a total sham as we found out but yeah i remember that was first announced it was like new golden eye game yeah and everyone was like oh my gosh what is this <laughs> but the it was a uh, golden eye it was an awful use of like just what i like exploiting consumers through using is, isn't it legitimately about someone with an actual golden eye yes it's it's an <laughs> enemy named or it's, it's a bad guy with a gold eye it's nothing to do that's literally like okay so we want to call this game goldeneye come up with a plot right uh i never played it did you guys i just avoided it because i was so pissed nope never played it i okay i think i played the first first level on emulator recently and i i didn't think it was like the worst thing i ever played but it was just i don't know offensively mediocre <laughs> uh, i guess it'd be the best I, I would like to go back to it at some point and see what it's like but yeah i, doubt I, I, I do want to try it but yeah yeah um, I, I just want to say i so obviously they haven't been making bond games uh since like 2012 or at least um yeah. but i feel like i'm one of the people that should be partially responsible for that because basically after everything or nothing i don't think i've played any of these um, Interesting. Which I don't know if that's my fault or if it's just the fact that Activision and EA can't put out another good Bond game. But um, they struggled, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's just something I played I, all but like three of them. So okay, I feel too bad about that. Yeah, but but part of me is like, oh, I want to play another Bond game. But now I just like I look at all these ones, the last few, like few that came out. I'm like, uh, oh, maybe we don't need I, another one. I mean, we can talk about them as we get to them. But I actually enjoyed the last. Uh, the last two there. Okay. Um, so from Russia with love was a, the next one after this. It was a spiritual successor to, or it was running on the same engine as everything or nothing. And it okay. had Sean Connery. 
um, which was so yeah, I honestly thought really it was awesome. those both with like the same game for a while for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> I never got to play from Russia with Love, so that's another one I've always meant to buy. And I was like holding a copy of the original Xbox version um, in a store one time, and I was going to get it, and then I asked the store clerk uh, if it was on the 360 back compat list, and it wasn't, so I didn't get it. Because I didn't have an OG Xbox. Um, I should have just picked it up. At this point, I'd probably just get it for the GameCube. Hopefully, it's not super expensive. Yeah, probably um, not. Yeah. So, uh, that was kind of the end of that era of games. And then it was kind of the whole series went through a new reboot with Quantum of Solace in 2008. Yep. Interestingly, that is one of the few, I think, few games that's not Call of Duty that Treyarch developed. Yeah. Yeah, huh. this was kind of Treyarch's first i mean i don't know how long they've been around but this was kind of the first Treyarch game i remember playing um i'm sure they'd put out a call of duty before that but this is the one yeah they did call of duty 3 and then they what they used to do is that call of duty 3 is their first mainline they used to do the the sort of um like they did call of duty 2 big wet one like the the alternative ones yeah 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 the alternative ones okay they might have done a few other licensed games yeah but I think Quantum of Solace was like their for one of the few ones they did after they sort of became like a Call of Duty developer. Yeah, it, this one so was an interesting kind of one because it includes all of Casino Royale within the game, and it almost makes you wonder if like they were trying to get that out for that movie and they just missed it, and so they just combined it into this one and released it. Huh? Have you guys? Have you guys? Uh, Clay, you said you haven't played these, but Dave, did you play Quantum of Solace? No, this is one I actually do really okay. want to play. It's not curious. a terrible game. It's not a great game. Um, it shouldn't have tried to be Call of Duty because that's what it did. Um, but, you know, it's a 60 frames per second running on the COD engine. Um, it's different. It's not GoldenEye. It wants to be. It's too linear. It's not open exploring levels. It's very objective-based. But... Um, it is cool that it has both stories in it and it's almost more uh, Casino Royale than it is Quantum of Solace, I feel. <laughs> that's crazy. Which is really weird. But I almost feel like there's that's more of the game and the Quantum of Solace stuff was more tacked on. But um, it's it's a good game. It's worth experiencing, I would personally say. Yeah, it looks like a mix of first person and then third person once you, you know, like get behind cover and stuff. So yeah, like Perfect Dark Zero. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. They, they, that was a big thing because it was messing with the Call of Duty formula of, of letting you see Bond and letting you do cover fire. So yeah, that was a interesting mechanic that worked with mixed success, I'd say. Huh. Okay. Um, but again, I would recommend it to people. Like, I wouldn't say don't play it. I would say give it a shot. It's not great, but it's not bad. Nice. Hmm. Um, yeah. Bloodstone. Never played I, that one. No, I, yeah, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I remember off. when it came out because it was the 360 and PS3 version of Bond because GoldenEye was exclusive to the Wii at that point. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's so, probably why it completely passed me by. I guess it was lost in the hype yep. around the very disappointing, whatever you want to call it, reimagining, remake. Yeah. Reimagining is a good way to put it. Um <laughs> So I know nothing about Bloodstone. I, I want to try it. I don't know if it's first or third person. Like I think I no it's idea. third. I feel like it's third too. I have no idea. Because I, I feel like it would have piqued my interest more if it was first. So the fact that I know like nothing about it makes me think it was probably third. It is. I know it was an original Daniel Craig story. Um, so that was kind of a cool thing. It was. I feel like the writer was someone known, but I could be wrong. Huh. Well, I'll have to look more into that. But anyway, 
the other game that came out that same year was of course GoldenEye 007 for the Wii which Nintendo hyped up and showed off with this crazy trailer at E3 where it was like focus groups talking about GoldenEye coming back yeah I remember that and they're like oh it's the best game of all time like yeah I mean I don't think they were over they were over hyping it and that's saying a lot for a game that is pretty legendary but Mm-hmm. That trail, right. that trailer was so cheesy. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was super cheesy, yeah. and it was. I thought it was just really kind of deceptive to what it actually was. Too. Yeah, like because they showed like, what, like the dam level or whatever, looks similar. Yeah. They they showed a couple things, or like the surface maybe, and you're like, "Oh, this looks like a remake." And then when you play the game, um, I never played the Wii one. I did play the remake or the uh, definitive yeah. edition on like, 360. What? But. Uh, I mean, other than the first two levels, it's a completely entirely different game. Yeah, I honestly, what I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be kind of like a remix, like level remix. Like the levels would obviously have to be different, but I still thought it was like going to like keep go the same idea, one. but just kind keep, of yeah, but yeah. then make different things happen. Kinda I thought like that's what it was, was too. And again, that's how <laughs> it was built. Like this is a second yep. time of them kind of exploiting the Goldeneye name. This one was a little bit better than the, the last one. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy the game because in the end, I did have a good time with it. It was yeah. kind of cool to you know be in that with those characters and see that story again. Yeah, so actually, okay. So that, if you played that this one, um, this is how Quantum of Solace plays. So I mean, same engine. Yeah, I figured as much because I don't. I don't think that. But there's no third. You know, third person. Yeah, stuff. I think that was a little different. But like, yeah. it's the COD engine and the objectives and like the yeah. waypoints and stuff. Like, it's exactly that. I think they made a little bit more effort in Goldeneye. I mean, I haven't played Quantum of Solace, so but I think they did kind of make an effort to make it a little bit like the original game in places. Yeah, I think you're right. I think some of the design decisions yeah, like, went more that direction. Yeah, like, like okay, try to we'll try to have make levels a little bit more open. I think there was actually even like a classic mode or something too that like yeah. played more like that. Four but. player split screen and all that. So did, um Clay, did you play this one? No, but this okay. is probably the one that I would I would be interested to play just cuz it looks so interesting with the motion controls like aiming and stuff. I mean, yeah, I never played the Wii one, so I have no idea. Okay, yeah, yeah, I I, I played the Wii one, but I played it on the classic controller because it got, it got like packaged with one, I think. Huh? Oh, interesting. That's so weird. Why, yeah. I would imagine it plays why? like Prime Three, but I have no idea. I mean, that's just kind of the right. de facto yeah. Wii first person setup. Huh? Yeah, I'd, um, I'd be curious to try. It looks it looks like fun. It, it's fun. It's not a bad game. It's it's. I would say the same thing about Quantum of Solace. Like it's it's not great. It's not bad. Um, don't go in expecting GoldenEye N64 and you'll be fine. Right. It's a good game. Nice. Um, and then 007 Legends was kind of the last one in this run of games. Yeah, I nearly actually picked that up for Wii U, I, but I never ended oh, up doing. Oh, I forgot it came to Wii U. I have it for the 360 and I actually really like this one. It tells, um, what, like six different Bond movies all in uh, like five missions or whatever each. So it's a lot of content. Um, I couldn't even begin to tell you which ones it is. It's like Goldfinger, Moonraker. Is Moonraker in there? Yeah. And then there's DLC for whatever um, the Bond movie of that year was. Not Was it Skyfall? I think it was Skyfall. With this it was, Skyfall. 2012 was totally Skyfall. Um, which I don't I think I game. played the DLC, but I don't remember. Anyway, um, this is another one built on the COD engine and runs exactly like Quantum of Solace. But again, another fun take on it. Um, lot of content and maybe just because it's so many different stories it feels like it's more than it is maybe but uh i i really liked it i can't believe there hasn't been a new bond game since 2012 that's it's just the license is a mess i mean that's why 
Uh, we'll get into it, but that's why the 360 remaster never happened. Um, but one thing I will say of all of these Bond games, now that I'm thinking back on it, the AI is atrocious in all of them. <laughs> I will say that just like worse than the N64 AI. Well, as bad as the N64 AI, not worse. Um, I'd say worse than Perfect Dark One's AI, though. Well, to be fair, the AI in the movies is pretty bad, too. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> They're just staying right. true to that. Staying true to the. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our episode's kind of going long. Do we want to continue down this little road or jump through these next ones quickly? How are we how are we feeling? Um. <laughs> we should probably uh, wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. should. Especially. Let's, I mean, really quickly. Future. There was Goldeneye Source was released. It was a, a mod of Half Life. Yes. Um, Half Life Two eventually came out on Goldeneye Source. I think whatever uh, it, it was it's a long-running fan project that's based on the source engine and uh very faithful recreations of the levels with like super enhanced graphics the modes are very faithful the weapon pickups are faithful um it, you just you play it on pc and it's plays differently but like the the rules and and modes and all that are, are very similar have you guys played it nope okay nope. I have it. It's fun. Uh, worth checking I, I, out for I've sure. I've looked at pictures on, of it and watched some videos because it looks really cool. But isn't my understanding is that it's only multiplayer? There's no like... Yeah, it's not like a campaign or anything. It's just multiplayer. So, yeah. It's it's like playing uh, Counter-Strike, I guess. Just with Right. Pong. That's how it should um, be. It's not bad. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, a great, it's a great experience. It's very well made. It's very, I mean, lovingly done. And yeah, I, I, nothing bad to say about it. Um, and then... The big thing is Project Bean, also known as the GoldenEye Xbox 360 remaster. Uh, Rare was working on it. And what was that, Dave? I just said it makes my heart cry. Oh, think about it. All of us. So <laughs> Rare was working on it. Looks like they got pretty far along in it based on the uh, leaked footage from friend of the show, Amir, who acquired that. Um, but yeah, Nintendo wouldn't sign off on it because they couldn't get it to run on the Wii or... Yeah, I think it was the Wii. Um, they would have gotten just the original GoldenEye on the Wii. Microsoft would have gotten the remaster on the 360 and Nintendo... You know what? We so don't know this what? for a fact. Actually, this is just what I've been told, so I'm not 100%. That's what that. I've heard too, but even if it was... I don't even see what Nintendo's problem is. They still get one of their most popular games ever the, on their console, supposedly. Selfishness to and short-sightedness on their end because it seemed like right. Microsoft and whoever held the license Activision or otherwise like was totally cool with the terms. Nintendo probably just wanted more money, even though they weren't doing any of the work. And I'm sure Microsoft was like, well, come on. We made the original and the remake, like <laughs> chill. Yeah. So, you know, Nintendo and Microsoft are now working together with crossplay, And that's not to say that that instantly means they're going to maybe work together on something like this or, or more willing to, but I think it's a glimmer of hope and we can just hope that yeah i think it's more like the conversation happen happens again yeah i think so too between microsoft and nintendo i think those are less likely to do the holdups yeah now without iwata i think the movie license and whoever owns the game rights now which right. i'm not even sure at this point yeah i don't know who they've gone to or if they're still with activision yeah um so yeah that that's our brief last couple topics thank you goldeneye 20 years old great legacy yeah <laughs> any do you guys want to give any final thoughts or are we pretty much good i mean i don't know i think it's all been pretty much said uh, this is a pretty brief history yeah. of it all but there's clearly it's probably some decent games in here i think i would if it were me personally if i had to go back and play stuff i would stick more in like the playstation 
era, GameCube era, and maybe stay out of the later area. But um, yeah, yeah. But those are the ones I've played, so maybe that's just why I'm suggesting it because I haven't <laughs> played a lot of the newer ones. But um, yeah. uh, it's a little unfortunate. I think it's a really good license. And honestly, even the ones that haven't been not so great, I still think they've been way better than most other licensed games. Yeah, they all have great yeah. production value. They don't seem like rushed crap. They don't seem yeah. like shovelware. They, they're polished. Even if they're mediocre. Yeah. I feel like if you like Bond, I think most of them are probably going to be worth playing for you. It's like the, the, the heart was there. The execution wasn't really spot on. And I think they just, the typical tried to rush to meet, like, you know, launch it alongside the movie or launch it at a certain time and just didn't quite get the polish it needed. But yeah. Anyway. Yep. The, uh, the legacy lives on as golden eye is still considered the best bond game. Yes. Cause it is. <laughs> Amen. All right. With that, I think we can, uh, wrap up today's episode. Sorry. We ran a few minutes long, but, uh, as always, you can check out Rare and Friends on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, maybe. We have it. <laughs> and <It's there>. uh, <laughs> uh, Find us on iTunes, Google Play, and other podcasting services. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And next week, hopefully, we will be giving ukulele final thoughts, maybe. Maybe. I, th- I think it's just going to be the running joke for the rest of this show. And they'll be like, next week, yeah. <laughs> stay tuned for the ukulele final thoughts. It's and like, it's just never like Jimmy Kimmel come. and Matt Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Like a good plan, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all next week. Yep, have a good one. Insert James Bond quote here. It's too easy. Half of everything is luck, James. And the other half... Fate.